This is Angela Hauser with your Disclosure News Online nightly news cap, designed for those who want an audio roundup and recap of the highlighted stories of the past 24 hours. It's Friday and we're back at it after a few days off due to factors beyond our control that involve weather and vehicles. They were mutually exclusive. One had nothing to do with the other. All are intact and not in ditches in the snow. Sorry to disappoint the haters, but man, is it not cold? And I'm about sick of winter precipitation. Maybe we'll have a hot summer, though. Anyway, after that unanticipated absence, here's your newscap for the evening of February 20th, 2015. In a situation that's still unsolved, we brought to you on Tuesday a shooting that occurred in Centralia Monday night. It happened in the 300 block of North Maple Street at a residence where one Michael Keith Tolliver, age 30, resided with a roommate who was handicapped and apparently didn't see anything to report to police, but he, as well as neighbors, did hear something. There was a knock at the door, and Tolliver answered it, yelled at whomever it was when he answered it, and this at about 10 p.m. Then shots rang out, and Tolliver came back into the residence and collapsed. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Witnesses told responding authorities that they had seen four to five men running from Tolliver's residence, but apparently... No one was able to give good descriptions. So a Crime Stoppers reward is being offered for information that can lead to an arrest and conviction. Marion County Crime Stoppers can be contacted at 800-499-8835. On Wednesday, we learned that New Madrid County, Missouri, had jumped into the fray regarding the very strange story of Stephen Larson, the 60-year-old karate instructor from the Altamont area up in Effingham County. They filed charges of child kidnapping, statutory rape in the first degree, and child molestation in the first degree against Larson following the alleged abduction of a 13-year-old female student of his on January 30th. Regular readers will know that Larson is alleged to have picked up the girl whose name was released following an Amber Alert, but which we won't produce here, on the morning of that Saturday, taking his truck to the Amtrak station and leaving a note that suggested they were going to Chicago, then getting another minor female to take them to Missouri. They stopped in the New Madrid area at a motel, and authorities in Missouri are now alleging that Larson had sexual relations with the little girl there in the, in the room. Larson is already in all kinds of trouble here in Illinois, We've been in contact with the Missouri authorities, and he's in a mess down there now, too. His bond, in their case, is $75,000. Our article in this month's paper, which we've restocked some vendors today with just ahead of the ice storm, so when this mess melts off, get out and get one, outlines Larson's other woes, including a bankruptcy. We'll have detailed information on this newest charge set of charges in the early March paper, don't miss that one, peeps. Also on Wednesday of this week, we learned that a man who had been declared missing from Paris, Illinois, up in Edgar County since early Monday, was found Tuesday afternoon, having died of exposure after he apparently fell into a drainage ditch. John Hank German, age 26, had been driving a tow truck Monday around midnight when he was last seen. A private pilot had overflown the area where German had been operating the tow truck and found the truck on its side in a drainage ditch in the vicinity of the village of Redmond at about 2.30 p.m. Tuesday afternoon, February 17th. 
German's body was found about 1,800 feet downstream from the truck. Authorities believe he'd climbed out when the truck overturned, but had slid down the embankment and couldn't get out of the shallow water in the ditch. Plunging temperatures probably hit him very quickly. There was no foul play involved, according to the Edgar County Coroner's Office. Also on Wednesday, we learned that Dylan Bailey, whose name is spelled Dillian, but it's pronounced Dylan, is going to be sitting his meth withdrawal butt in federal prison for a number of years as he got sentenced to 14 this week in U.S. District Court in Benton. Bailey, who at age 30 has been a menace over in Edwards and surrounding counties for years, including being involved in a drive-by shooting in Wabash County last year, was the subject of a traffic stop in Grayville on June 13, 2014, and when a drug dog alerted on his vehicle, Bailey tried to run over one of the responding police officers. When they finally got him stopped, they found two ounces of ice, not the kind that's falling on the house right now, a bag of glass smoking pipes, numerous small unused plastic baggies, and a digital scale in his car. With all that meth, no wonder the drug dog hit. He also had been busy delivering that night. He had $2,131 in cash in his pockets. So now he's going to serve at least 85% of the next 14 years in federal custody. Yours, mine, and our tax dollars are going to prop up this kid for that entire time. We hope he enjoys it. That night, we're still on Wednesday, we also learned that a sex offender from Lawrenceville, whom we'd never heard of, Daryl Jean Enninger, age 34, was also punished by the feds. This for running to Mexico instead of registering locally as a sex offender. This guy, who was an offender dating back to November of 2005 out of Bond County over on the western side of the state, somehow slipped across the border after registering in Lawrence County on December 11, 2013. He took a train from Effingham, to El Paso, Texas, and cross the Mexican border without telling anybody. He, too, is going to be enjoying institutional food for the next four years on our dime. I gotta wonder if he'll come back to Lawrence County after his stint. And then the big story this week is unfortunately a very sad one, and that would be the suicide of a young girl in Harrisburg. This was Zoe Weatherly, age 20, who was found hanging in her home on the 700 block of South Main Street here in Harrisburg yesterday, Thursday, February 19th, at about noon, by her mother, who resides in the home with her. Many people knew Zoe from when she was working at the vape shop in Harrisburg. The law enforcement presence was heavy after the call for help was made yesterday, and that prompted a lot of speculation and people, people emailing and messaging us, so I called the coroner, Jerry Doug Watson, and at that time, he could only confirm a suicide by hanging. Today, he was able to officially release Zoe's name. Our sympathies to the family. There are just too many tragedies like this going on. But please know that you have the support of the Harrisburg community. And that's it. Ice has been falling from the sky in about the hour prior to recording the cap. I'm happy to report it had cleared up right before I took the mic. Otherwise, I'm telling you, you'd be able to hear it. We've got our courthouse runs done and investigative materials like FOIA's answered and we're ready to get into production for the next issue, which is the first of our 14th year in publication. We've outlasted several newspapers and websites. No, we've never been sued. And guess what? 
We're not the people Jan Payton Mills Berno is trying to out in her Topics lawsuit up in Chicago. And we'll still be publishing when her lawsuit's all done and over with. And long after everyone's forgotten about it, we'll still be publishing, and she'll still be ugly. And with that, this has been Angela Hauser with your February 20th Disclosure News Online Nightly Newscast.